Hey, it's Jake from the Identity Crisis Collective podcast, and this is yet another pilot episode from our pilot season recorded uh, right at the end of 2020, this episode uh, on the 30th of December. That's how late into last year we were. And this episode, I will admit, contains quite a lot of optimism. Yeah, we really thought 2021 was going to be a better year, hey? This is Chloe and Jake. I got a five. No. Yeah, I got a ten, five, and then two and two. So, 19. Chloe teaches maths. The new podcast. <laughs> Chloe and Jake have questions. Hello and welcome to episode six of Chloe and Jake Have Questions, the podcast Yay. where in each week we ask you three questions on our Instagram story at Chloe Jake Pod and you answer them. Uh, and first and foremost, an apology. Uh, I have a new microphone, but it doesn't quite have a pop filter. So when I have the plosive sounds, like saying the word pod, it's going to sound really dreadful. Uh, so <laughs> my humblest of apologies, Chloe, you said you, you won some money at Christmas. I actually did. I My cousin got me like a tree full of scratchies from Tats Lotto and I won $19. $19. Tell me anyone who's ever won that much money on a scratchie. You told me it was like, it was on multiple scratchies though, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I like, I've scratched probably 20 scratchies and out of those, I got money out of four of them. So it's not half bad though. Like you would say before we started, you had like a $10 scratchy win and that's pretty convincing. I I think the highest that we had in my family was a $5. That's not bad. That's not bad. Not too bad at all. That's not bad. I want to have some of your luck. Um, (laughs) This episode is meant to be fun uh, for New Year's Day, Eve, uh, the New Year's period as a whole. Mm -hmm. We're talking New Year's resolutions. We're talking... Just fun things in general. We kind of watch us make it super depressing. (laughs) Well, thank you. If you listen to our Christmas episode and you're still here, (laughs) you poor things. Um, Literally. Well, we're just going to jump straight in. Have you followed through on a New Year's resolution? Our entire audience, I have never disagreed with more. Um, Mm -hmm. Because essentially, everyone who responded said, No, I don't make New Year's resolutions. Um, Some saying because they know they won't keep them. Um, one what we had like one who followed through, which was to quote, get strong and get big gym lifts. Uh, <laughs> almost had an aneurysm saying that. <laughs> I, I love the the idea though that you can just try, like you can just set your mind to something arbitrarily, and mm-hmm. over a twelve month period, think you can achieve it. Yeah, and I think and stick with yeah. it the whole twelve months. And I think that's probably what the problem with New Year's resolutions are more broadly is. People go for abstract things, like for example, I want to lose weight, or I want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I, all my brain just goes to fitness ones. I want to lose weight. <laughs> I want to read. Stop more drinking books. alcohol. Exactly. That... I, yeah, I, I, I think fi- uh... I think everyone sort of goes for for big big things that aren't really well thought through. Yeah. Well, that's like the same thing as setting like long term and short term girl- goals. Like you can't just be like. It's New Year's. I'm going to have a New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this, this, that, and that. But you need to be specific. Otherwise, there's no chances of you actually achieving your goals unless you are being specific and being like, this is my New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat healthy. I have a diet plan, blah, 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 and like get everything sorted out. That's pretty much the only way that you're going to 
make it through January, honestly. Um, I know people who made their 2020 resolution to get out more. And uh, I, I think that they failed through no fault of their own this year. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, I, I don't think you can give yourself such big picture things without quite working out how, how you can make it happen. Um, we yeah. have one response that pointed us to this framework of SMART goals. And I, I hate forced acrostics in this manner, but specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, mm-hmm. time-bound. <laughs> All those things. Um, I also watched this year a really great video from CGP Grey who talks about instead of giving specific goals, you have a theme for a year. So, for mm. the example he gives is like a year of reading. So, instead of feeling pressure that you have to read a novel each week or a novel each month, for example, you try yeah. and read things. You try and do things involving reading. And mm-hmm. among other things, it's much more enjoyable. You can do things at your own pace. Um, and I, I've taken a lot out of that. I, I found that out very early, I think it was in the first first lockdown period in 2020. And I'm taking that into 2021. That's My, my theme is going to be the year of making, um, mm-hmm. which I kind of sort of co-opted this year, but we won't, we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> have, you, have you been able, Chloe, to get strong? Has that been one of your goals for 2020? I... Have you kept it? <laughs> Well, I don't, I'm the same as most of our um, listeners. I don't, I choose not to make New Year's resolutions purely out of the fact that I know that, not that I won't keep it, but that I don't have the willpower to continue something for a full year and like not let it overwhelm me, I suppose. And most of the time when I have in the past come up with New Year's resolutions, it is fitness related. And I'm always striving to be a fitter, healthier, better person. And you see it a lot, like everyone, majority of people that I know, or just in general, do fitness New Year's resolutions. And you see as soon as it hits like January 1st till about February 2nd, the gyms are full. You can't get any, like you cannot get any equipment. The gyms are completely full of people. And then slowly, slowly, it just starts to trickle off. And then it's the same regulars that like, if you are a person that chooses to go to the gym often, it's the same people that you've seen for the past three years or whatever. And it's not like you can tell when there's new faces that they're just like, yep, all right, I'll have to deal with this for the next month and a half and then everyone else will be gone. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I also just love the the that feeling like that as soon as you hit maybe the first week, maybe the second week of January that you kind of have to stop the Christmas overeating and suddenly lose all that weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As someone who with, with, a, with a great functioning metabolism, uh, don't need any of that stuff <laughs> at all. I definitely do, not because I'm not a slender person, but honey, if you knew how much diabetes ran in my family, like it's not okay and I need to be proactive about it now when I'm young so that when I'm old, I'm not like completely screwed for the rest of my life, basically. But also too, I think it's as humans, we're not very good. And to, to sort of loop this back into the broader theme of New Year's resolutions, I think mm-hmm. as humans, we're not very good at long-term plans. We're not very no. good at being able to sort of break things down no. from uh, like, you know, the, what, what can I do right now that's going to change something that might happen to me in 20 years' time or 10 years' time or longer even. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas as humans, we're not very good at that. And I think no. with a lot of the issues that we as, as a group of people face at the moment, that long-term thing 
is very difficult for people to process. And so when you talk about climate change or you talk about racial justice or any other form of systemic inequality, for example, we're talking decades and decades worth of doing nothing or doing the wrong thing. And all yeah. of a sudden, we now have to contextualize that into a shorter period of time as possible in order to make the decades down the line a much better place. Yeah. As people, we can't really process that very well. No. Let alone, you know, for, for instance, to bring back to your thing, I need to lose weight or I need to eat more healthy to avoid problems in the future. Yeah. And so how do That's you then, like... how can you possibly condense that into a 12-month period? New Year's resolutions are stupid. But I yeah. still do them every year because why not? Because why not? You might as well give yourself something to disappoint yourself over. You might as well. <laughs> uh, please do never. We don't give mental health advice on this show and it's for good reason. <laughs> no. Don't because... give yourself more things to be disappointed about. <laughs> oh, no. We are definitely not qualified by any means to be speaking on any kind of mental health issues. On the subject of not being qualified, uh, I want to segue into our second question, uh, in which a few of you made some excellent points about the fact that we aren't qualified and we should... But actually, it was not put to us this way, but we are not qualified and we stress this. Mm -mm. Um, we asked you to take the dark triad personality test. Like all personality tests and all things that you find on the internet, take everything with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Psychology and these related fields are very broad they are not things that we as mere mortals understand. And <laughs> we will not... Re I, I don't think that most people would take this from a podcast. However, this is an entertainment podcast. This is not mm -hmm. a podcast that is giving out medical advice, life advice, <laughs> other than... I mean, we might occasionally come up with some life advice. But generally speaking, things that actually affect your day-to-day -day life. We don't want anything to do with it. So no. <laughs> this is our don't sue us comment. Mm -hmm. You introduced this concept to me a while back, Chloe. Can you roughly sort of explain what the dark triad is, what its purpose is, etc.? I, well, I first, I mean, I've heard about it for a really long time. Like, I think I've probably done this test once a year because I always, it comes up on my feed. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do the dark triad test again to see how crazy I am this time. Um, but I saw it recently on the Frenemies podcast and it was just like uh, these people are obviously people well not both of them one of the people Trisha Paytas um she is diagnosed with a she has very severe mental health issues and um they range like between a broad range of things and they did this to basically just be like a funny way to be like how crazy is she though <laughs> like figure out and i was like you know what me i want to know how crazy is she though and she is me i want to know i mean we again once again stress that this is <laughs> something you take with a grain of salt yes and just because other people don't doesn't mean you shouldn't um mm -hmm. i i don't know your results because we have a spreadsheet we have a document where we look at things and, and i didn't put it her in. in so i don't know <laughs> Chloe, what, <laughs> what was your result? What did it look like? Tell me more. Okay. So mine looks a little bit different to yours. Mine is in percentages as opposed to numbers, like point whatever. So I got 60% for narcissism, which says the population average is around 50%, which is fine. I wouldn't say I'm particularly narcissistic. However, I mean... 
does that mean that when I walk past Sabrina, I'm like, who is that? No, I'm like, oh, she's all right. She looks okay. Yeah, but I, I also know that you're very self-occupied in that sense, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like, you, you've certainly got that self-awareness that could skew if you're looking at it through a cynical lens it, into it, the realm I really, <laughs> I really do because I think I... One one moment, I, like I'm very aware of myself at all times because sis has anxiety. And um, at one moment, I could look at myself in the mirror and be like, oof, oh, all right. Okay, didn't realize she was coming out to play today. And then other times I do walk past the mirror and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I had never seen this woman ever in my life. Get her out of here. Who is this monster that just crawled out of a swamp? That's a that's a nice pleasant way to describe it, isn't it? <laughs> I don't yeah. Mean, swap monsters, if you are listening, are welcome to Chloe and Jake have questions. <laughs> yes, I'm finding our new audience. <laughs> as far as Machiavellianism, um, is that I'm really <laughs> to pronounce Machiavellianism for you, or like I think it's my brain not processing what letters are. <laughs> I think that's, that's what that is. It's such a long word. And Machiavelli, is, like too- even in political science, is so misunderstood by so many people. Like, mm-hmm. Do you yeah. want to actually give, before I give what my answers are, give like a brief description of what Machiavellianism, because guaranteed mine will be the stupidest explanation ever. <laughs> well, no, it, it's basically in this, in this context is about being manipulative and deceitful. Yeah. Um, so whether the, there's an argument about whether you do that because you don't respect people or, or so on, but essentially... Mm-hmm. Are you going to manipulate people to get your own way? Are you going to act in a certain way and, and skew people to get you know your own desires, your own dreams fulfilled in lieu of mm-hmm. others? So basically, are you are you a bit of a dick? Um, <laughs> essentially, and I say that, and you'll hear my score in a moment. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm saying it. So, Macky, uh, so how did you score? I got. A fifty-eight percent, which it says the nas- like the population average is much lower than that. I couldn't tell you what it is, but much lower, much much lower. Yeah, I and honestly, I, I think that checks out though. I, I I would never have pinned you as someone who is very like you don't come across as self-centered. Well, I see that's it. I'm not self-centered, or but where you are, you're not doing it in a way that puts other people down or you need other people yeah. to be put down yeah. in order to reach your goals. So, I mean, I'm a very firm believer in supporting people, so like we can all rise up together. But um I think in terms of this one where the points are coming from of like me being machiavellianistic? Question mark. <laughs> Word of the day. There you go. Um, Is everyone's going to be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I am a Capricorn and Capricorns are like a trait of being a Capricorn is being manipulative. And I don't think I'm particularly manipulative. And I don't think I drag. (laughs) We have to. We have to. (laughs) Yes. Um. I don't drag other people down to like put myself first, but I do believe and as a Capricorn that in order that like, I believe in hard work and I believe that I will do what it takes to get me where I need to be in life. And 
Also, I lie sometimes to get my way. Of course I lie. I'm like a super uncomfortable, anxious person. I'm guaranteed I'm telling the truth about 50% of the time because I'm just like nervous and I don't want to come across as rude. But 50% is probably average. Yeah. Well, it says... No wonder you you are below average in that regard. Yeah, Um, I have like, like some instances where I'm like, no, I absolutely wouldn't i'm not about to drag people down i'm not i'm about supporting other people and everyone rising together and whatever but like she can be a little manipulative when she wants to sometimes i want to get my way it's fine i would also suggest without wanting to jump too far ahead machiavellianism being the strongest of these three categories was pretty much universal across all of our responses except for you I just want that. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Couldn't um, tell you. Because I know there's some, like, we had one response that was just the word Machiavellianism. And yeah. that's nice. Um, so, it, it, I don't know. There might be more to that. But I, I suspect that was the dominant response from a lot of people. And so it wasn't necessarily as big as mine was, but we'll, we'll come back to mine. Psychopathy <laughs> was the final. I category. mean. Psychopathy, I got 21%. I'm not surprised by that at all. Like, I was below the population average. I'm, like, the most empathetic person ever. Every time I'm in a room with anyone, I feel everything that they feel. So, like, I wouldn't put myself as far as being a psychopath, not even remotely. Yeah, I think think that's a very obvious one and uh, across our responses, psychopathy. That took two takes. There was an edit there you never hear. <laughs> uh, was definitely the lowest. Um, I wonder about yeah. my results because I, I did the test that was linked to everyone from the open source uh, psychometrics project. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was based on scores out of four. Um, so that and then it has also a percentile of like percentage of other people that I'm higher than. So psychopathy was one point two, but I was higher than six percent of others. So. Oh. Probably whatever that means. roughly around the middle in that mm-hmm. respect. Um, narcissism, 2.2, higher than 26% of others. There you go. Machiavellianism, 2.6, <laughs> higher than 40% of others. Yeah, woo! We love the getting to the top no matter what it takes. <laughs> for Machiavellianism. Um, uh, others were much lower than me. I, I'm... V- it's funny looking at some of the answers and knowing I'm at least a whole point above others, which either meant yeah. my results were like I was strongly for things when I probably shouldn't have been, or others were, again, take this with a grain of salt yeah. <laughs> and don't judge me too harshly. You absolutely yeah. are. I know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised, especially what, what did come up a little bit though in terms of like the narcissism and certainly the way that this is framed in, with regards to narcissism was it's the preoccupation with self, but not necessarily in the sense of like this is an objectively good or bad thing. So not in a, oh, you haven't, you know, you're in love with yourself kind of narcissism. So for Mm. me, for someone who's got really bad anxiety, where most of my thoughts involve myself and whether I'm good enough or I've done the right thing or the wrong thing, etc. That would be narcissistic. But that's not probably a bad thing. So Mm. these inherent qualities aren't necessarily, I mean, psychopathy aside... Uh, probably not necessarily a bad thing. And even then, you, you know, you're forming your own sort of value judgments on these. Hence, take it with a grain of salt. Yes. <laughs> Please, don't go... I also... Yeah. 
I think like with these, it's like not it's to me it's kind of like any other trait test that you would do like any of them because I'm like there's Machiavellianism narcissism and then it's like psychopathy are you about to kill your whole family like it's a, it takes a really big dramatic jump from just like a cute little personality test to like are you predisposed to murder question mark and if you are give us a call we'd love to hear from you <laughs> Now, what we did for our last question is cheat. Uh, and basically, we couldn't <laughs> yeah. come up with the last question. So, we turned the tables and we thought, well, instead of Chloe and Jake have questions, it can be Chloe and Jake have answers and you have questions. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a few in there. Uh, the first one, are you going to block me because of my dark triad result? Well, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> no. Unless, of course, you're a murderer, but that wouldn't come up in the results. Um <laughs> When you set resolutions or goals, do you SMART? And this is to come back to the specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound thing. Which, I mean, I, I, I try and do it. I think it's probably it's a framework that can be helpful. Um, I think what we've learned from this year is that the time-bound goal bit... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I, I get it. I think it's good theory. I think this year's challenge that as to whether or not you really have so much control over time-bound things. Can yeah. you really say, for instance, I want to do something within a six-month period and then find out you spend three to four months of that six-month period at home because yeah. that's what everyone's up to, you know? Because that's what happened. Yeah, I think for that one, I'm not very good at setting goals for myself, which is not a good thing. But, well, like, I am very, very good at setting long-term goals. And by long-term goals, I mean, like, 20 years into the future. But if someone asked me what I want to do tomorrow, I'm like... <gasps> I'm stressed. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And then I think about my like goals that are 20 years from now. And I'm like, why am I not doing it yet? Why hasn't it happened for me? I know I haven't put any effort into it at all, but I just like, oh, I want it. Give it to me. The last question that we had was, um, uh, hang on, I've lost it here. Do you believe in the Myers-Briggs test? Now we talked about obviously the dark triad test and mm -hmm. other forms of psychological things. I'm trying to do one as this recording goes. Unfortunately, I haven't Ooh. finished it yet. <laughs> Gosh dang. Take. So I'm just <laughs> trying to finish off the last couple of, of questions. Now, that's the one where it has your, like, this category. And you're like an EN, I, like INT. Yeah, yeah. Like you're an introvert or an extrovert. This is mm -hmm. something where I'm very weird. I am an extrovert. I get my energy from people. Mm -hmm. But I have social anxiety. Yeah. And so I go to parties and get... Well, pre-COVID, I go to parties and get very, very nervous. And yeah. what everyone thinks of me, but then and the extrovert coming out, what everyone thinks of me is, you know, life or death. Um, uh, yes. One, am I weird? Which, yes. But, like, is this, do you think this necessarily comes up in a personality test, for example? Well, I think I'm pretty similar to you in the opposite way. So I consider myself an introvert in the sense of I get my energy from being alone. When I'm in large groups of people and when I'm spending time with literally one person for longer than like nine hours, I need to take like a four hour nap at least to like regain my energy. I need to be alone. But I do have, I think this is also from like working in hospitality. It's obviously changed over time. When I was a kid, I, it would have been 100% introvert. But generally when I take these tests, I get it basically straight down the middle because I work in customer service and I need to be bubbly in order to do my job. So 
I've learned over time how to be extroverted, I would say, but I definitely lean more heavily. Like in terms of where you get your energy, I get my energy from being alone. I need to like calm down and just like center myself and then I can go out again and spend time with people. I've just finished that test and it's wrong. Oh, okay. Because it, it, it puts you down as INF, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is introverted, but I'm not. Yeah. It, Intro, so, the, so introversion, intuition, feeling, perception is the P and it's, I'm, I'm the mediator, which I think is right. I think, I think that bit, yeah. right, you know, it talks about that I'm introverted of the mind um, rather than extroverted, which again, I don't necessarily agree with. But then Does it say percentage-wise? Because mine, whenever I do it, it's about 50. 61.39. Ah, um, there you go. Which is interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, yeah. But then you have things like I'm intuitive more than observant, which is, again, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, feeling well more than thinking. Um, <laughs> which is a hard... Again, I, those three things are on a spectrum that I don't really... I don't think he's binary because I think no, a lot of my feelings not. come from my thinking and vice versa. So they, yeah. they, they work together as opposed to being on the opposite ends of like a yes or a no graph. You know what I mean? It, yeah, exactly. That's the thing with these personality tests is it's just like, as we said before, take everything with a grain of salt. And you may believe things about yourself that um, aren't aligned with what the test said. And that's because it is a binary. It's like they give you X amount of questions. They have the answers pre-programmed you cannot pre-program a human being you can't decide what someone's personality is based on xyz in a computer program you know all right new year's eve new year's day it's almost all over mm-hmm. how Thank are God. you celebrating i'm at work on new year's eve um I, I worked up until midnight i don't know when i'm putting this out we're we putting this out on the thursday or the friday whenever this episode <laughs> goes out i may or may not have worked up until midnight um, <laughs> Because I, I I don't get up to much. I, like I last yeah. year through last year where we were all sort of twenty nineteen kind of ended really really yeah it was it was a crap month December last year and so everyone kind of just went oh well you know this year's over thank goodness twenty nineteen's over um, yeah lol <laughs> that paid off well um, for sure for sure that was good that's one mm-hmm. of the things I think that's also making goal setting hard for twenty twenty one. Mm. I think everyone's very apprehensive about having any idea about what they want to do because we set up this year pretty well and look how well that went. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Just see what happens. I think the spontaneity is something I kind of have to take into 2021 because I don't think we have a choice. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just don't think we have a choice. Mm. What a depressing um, note to end on. I want to tell them about my New Year's oh, plans. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. <laughs> let's, let's, much, much better than my depressing end. <laughs> You're depressing. Oh, mine's about to be depressing. Oh, here we go. I am celebrating New Year's this year, which is crazy for me because I hate New Year's with a burning passion because as people may or may not know, I choose not to drink alcohol at all. And that is because of the fact, literally, because New Year's every single year of my childhood was an excuse for every single adult around me to get 
blackout drunk to the point of like alcohol poisoning and also ingesting things that they were not intended to ingest and hurting themselves and getting serious injuries because they were so hammered and it's just ridiculous to me I don't understand this like phenomena of like we have to get blackout drunk you have to you can't just spend new years with your family and friends in a loving environment but I am celebrating this year and it's gonna be really low-key because I hate hate it so much I literally just want to like lay on my couch and cry <laughs> New Year's Eve I'm at work Chloe hates it but he's gonna celebrate it begrudgingly this has been yes. Chloe and Jake have questions where your cheery friendly podcast <laughs> that you come to when you're feeling sad and we cheer yeah. you up with our amazing positive view on the world <laughs> we'll see you in 2021